Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keene, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now here's your host, Parker Keene. All right, let's get it rolling. Did you watch the press conference at all? I saw clips on Twitter. I haven't seen the the whole thing. I mean... Uh it was pretty awesome. I mean, it was literally exactly what we talked about. Connor was so calm and just super respectful the whole time. And it was weird. It was like definitely not a normal Connor McGregor interview, but I think it was definitely the right, right way to spin it, play it. You know, it was pretty good. I, it got me even more excited. I thought I was pretty excited after our last podcast. Now I'm, I'm even more excited. So, um, yeah, what, you know, Connor, Connor kind of, kind of seemed to be kissing everyone's ass saying he's, you know, how happy he is to be back in the USA and all his legal troubles is behind him. And, you know, him and Cowboy just kind of went back and forth, just kind of complimenting each other. I think the reality is they both know they're getting fucking paid big time and this is going to be a gigantic payday um so respect all the way around um connor did say he would be more interested in the george masvidal fight i thought that was pretty interesting someone asked him you know what's next and he basically said that he thinks george masvidal would be a much more exciting fight than the Usman fight but eventually he would like to go after the 170 belt but he said that you know, he thinks Usman's next. I mean, sorry, Masvidal's next, which I think you and I both agree that's the biggest fight they can make if he can get past Cowboy. Um, what else is on there? Uh, yeah, they talked a little bit about uh, Zufa boxing. That was kind of interesting. Connor kind of played it off, but it definitely looked like they have some sort of deal or something in the works. They brought up... Um, either Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather. Like I, like I said in the, in the uh, last interview, I mean, I think both of those are going to, one of them is going to happen for sure. And it's going to be a crazy payday. And I think that's kind of what Dana's shooting for on that first Zufa boxing card. I actually think, I think it's possible that Dana could, could find some way to book the, the Pacquiao Mayweather rematch on Zufa boxing. I think, yeah. I think it's either that or they roll out Connor to fight one of them. Maybe. Cause I mean, um, both eat all of those do huge money. Right. Yeah. So, um, um that was kind of interesting. Yeah. You, you didn't really hear a lot about Zufa boxing. You know, it's kind of been, I don't know, not flying under the radar, but everyone has kind of been asking questions. There's not really any, any answers. So I, to me, I think they're working on something big like that to kind of tie it together with Connor fighting in the first quarter and then roll out Zufa boxing. And then, you know, you have Khabib and Tony too. I think that's going to be freaking large. Yeah. I think, I think we're getting, it's taken us a couple years to get here, but I think we're back to, to big time MMA happening. Uh, like there's quite a few fights coming up that feel really, really big. Yeah. Well, and then you got, I mean, you got Connor, you got Connor Cowboy. If Connor can get past him, he's got a gigantic fight. 
with you know Masvidal or Gaethje or one of those guys. We've got Tony Khabib booked. You got John Jones active. Um, you know you got Israel probably going to defend in March. You got DC Stipe hopefully gets booked. So I mean there's there's tons of good good action going on. I Have you heard? Going to be awesome. Have you heard these Stipe retirement rumors? I saw that. I, I don't think that's real. I don't know, man. He's older than you think, and like he's taking a lot of damage. I will say that. I I do buy the the whole thing about Stipe. Maybe has a little bit of like CTE or something going on because his his speech has definitely started to slur a little bit, and I noticed that probably in the last year, maybe after leading up to the first DC fight. I started to kind of pick up on that. But he's, I think he's got an eye injury. Yeah, I, I saw a report about that, but I don't know. I I, I hope that's I not hope true. I hope it's not true. That would be fucking terrible. Because I, I think what happens next, I think hopefully the, that fight gets booked and then John Jones goes up and fights the winner of Francis versus um, Rosenstruik. And then and then he gets a winner, you know. And I think John Jones up at heavyweight just gets things crazy. Like lightweight's gonna be crazy, welterweight's gonna be crazy, and then you got heavyweight too. Yeah. So, um, what else? Did you know Ocho Ocho Cinco was there and asked a question? That was weird. Yeah, he works for uh, Bleacher Report. Like he's just a reporter. He just goes around and kind of fucks around. Honestly, man, he. He's a uh, he's a trip boxer in Miami. Like that's what he does to stay in shape. And he's like he's got pretty good hands, and he's into the fight game. So I'm I'm kind of all for it. He was an interesting guy when he was in the NFL. Great talker. Did you see the highlight of him trying to, or he was kicking field goals, saying he was going out for the XFL? He uh he had a tryout in the MLS with Sporting Kansas City too. He's a I damn remember, good athlete. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's not that old. What's he, like 34, 35? I think he's older than that. I think he's like Is 37, he? 38. I don't know. I saw him kick about a 60-yard field goal today on a highlight. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Um, All right. Let's jump into these current events. Where do you want to get started? You want to just go down the list, the and then we'll add the two at the or the one at the end with Jiri going to the UFC. I don't know anything about that guy. This is another one. I, I can I can cover okay. it. I can cover okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah. So let's get started with the Reebok deal. You had a lot to say about that. Sure. Um, so Reebok deal coming in coming to an end this year and. I just think it's it's been a kind of an interesting ride. I think there was a lot of backlash at the beginning, and I think it's it took away a major uh, income stream for fighters with taking the spon- sponsors away. Um, and the the kits initially really sucked, but uh, I think they've started to to get a little bit better. Yeah, they, I mean they killed it on a couple of those, like the style bender shirt and and Sugar Sean. To me, those two stuck out. Those were fucking awesome. They got the tie dyed going with Sugar Sean, and I think they would have got a lot of momentum behind him if he would have been fighting. But yeah, I, mean, bes- I agree. Bes- besides, really, those two. I mean, I feel like they could have been a lot more aggressive and put out some really cool stuff. So I. 
I don't know. I, honestly, I what is the deal? Like, like how much do the fighters get paid off of that? So it's based on the number of fights you've had in the UFC. So it's actually, I think, a really bad incentive structure. Um, and they're not, you know, these guys are not making more than like 10 grand, which would be pennies if you think about some of the, what some of these guys were making with sponsors. I remember, um, like, I, I heard they were making, like, 10 to 25 grand, depending on, you know, what what kind of fight, what caliber fighter they were, how big they were, et cetera. But, like, I've heard, um, I think it's, like, Brendan Schaub on his podcast says that he was making, you know, in his when in his UFC run, he, he would make, like, three to $400,000 off of sponsors. Yeah, I think uh, Rory was saying that, he had one sponsor for his first Bellator fight and it was like 200 grand. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, the UFC is established. They had the best year ever. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know why, why would they not just go back to like they used to do it? That would give. So I like, I like the unified look is what I'll say is like, I think it legitimizes the sport to not have a dude with like condom depot posted on his ass when he's fighting in the game. Well, that, that was back, that was back, you know, in the day. I, I think like, you know, a lot of these big time fighters could get legit sponsors. I mean, Nike, Apple, Uber. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't think you'd have a lot. Well, I guess maybe some of the up and coming guys, you'd have the Sarah secrets and, fleshlight and stuff like that but i mean i understand like i get why they did it when they were looking to you know sell the company they wanted it to look more and feel more like the nba or the nfl but to me it's still fighting at the end of the day and anything that makes the fighters more money i i'm down with and i think you're going to get better fights you're going to get you know the best fighters to keep coming to the ufc if that's something they offer because i mean if they're making crazy money elsewhere through sponsors, I mean, I don't know. Like, like does Ryzen like, does Ryzen do sponsors? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So like, if you look at if you remember, like Tension was wearing that huge latex robe. That whole thing has sponsor patches on it. So he right. has robe sponsors. He has trunk sponsors. Like they got sponsors for everything. I'd like to see them do it a little bit similar to how the PFL does it, where it like everybody looks the same, but it does have room for sponsor patches in certain places um, Mm -hmm. so they can kind of get the best of both worlds. Because like I I think there is something to having like a more unified look, especially when the guys actually get in the cage. I'd like to see them be a little more open with guys wearing like costumes for walkouts and stuff like that. But um, I think in the cage, it's it it does look good on television, especially to have the guys wearing kind of similar looking stuff. What do you think the UFC's deal was with uh, Reebok? Because they were obviously getting they had a pretty sweet deal to merge all their gear over to Reebok. Oh, it's got to be hundreds of millions. Got to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why the UFC would make their own gear. Just do a UFC patch you know, whatever, and then leave room for sponsors. Kind of best of both worlds. They're getting their brand out there. I don't know. I think it's it's harder to make apparel than we realize, right? Like, 
I, I think I think it's better to have one of these bigger companies who's like really on the cutting edge of athletic gear to to do it. I'd like to see like an Adidas or a Nike or Reebok purchase one of these martial arts brands like a, a Hayabusa or a Venom or someone like that. That's yeah. like specializes in martial arts, right? And and start to come up out with like a more martial arts focused line of clothing and gear. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot you can do with it. I mean, there's so many personalities and in, in the UFC alone. I mean, they could make all kinds of shit. And that the only really time, the real time I saw them get creative was you know like those couple. Shirts you name the Sugar Sean, the Yoel Romero, the Style Bender. I mean, how do you not capitalize? Like on, I heard they completely botched. Um, what's his name? Bryce Mitchell, the guy that won in camo shorts. They sent him like a, <laughs> a, a, a sample that wasn't even camo. Like, how do you fuck up camo? Yeah, I I think Nike especially does a great job with like the NBA and and soccer with like being really individual for individual players. So I'd really love to see them take a stab at it because like Nike doesn't even make boxing gloves right now. Like I, I would love to see them get in this game. Why wouldn't they? I mean, like look what they do with Oregon and stuff like that. I mean, when you think like badass jerseys, badass kits, you think Nike. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, you, you think them buying one of those, you know, martial arts brands would just kind of bridge the gap between, you know, them having to learn on the fly, just people that are experienced. Yeah. You get, you get people. Yeah. You get people in who, who have experience in it, who know the market, know their customer. And, and that way you, you have a little bit more, uh, a little bit more expertise when you dive into it. Yeah. No, I agree. So that's uh when at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that'll be interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. Reebok, what else do they have? Except they have CrossFit, I guess. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think the UFC would have been a brand that they, they should have put a lot more effort into and, Capitalize. I just don't think what, there's no reason to carry it on. It's not like it's benefiting the fighters. I don't know. What about Sugar Sean? Yeah, he's back. He's coming back. I really wish that they could have got him on the Conor McGregor card. I think so too. I, I that guy is so exciting. He's. I think his grappling is much improved. Um. I'd actually like to see him get a submission against Kinones in this fight, but uh, I'm just glad to see him back. I, I think he's still young, thankfully, and I think he's one of the best talents at 135 for up-and-coming guys, and I, I just want to see him back in the cage. Yeah, I think with like him and Corey Sanhagen, you know, I think that the next couple of years at that weight is going to get crazy. You know, I think... Corey Sanhagen, I think, is maybe, you know, one or two fights away from a title shot. And Sugar Sean's probably going to take him three or four to get back. But those are two names that, I mean, keep an eye on those guys. Those guys are going to be getting after it. And it looks like, I mean, on his social medias and stuff, his jiu-jitsu looks like it's grown just leaps and bounds, you know, from what it is. It looks like he's been putting a big focus on that. So 
Yeah, I think he'll probably be looking for a submission. Who did he? Um, who did he tap out in um, Quintet? It was Takanori Gomi. Yeah, yeah, it was a big name. That was crazy. Yeah, it was a guillotine. Yeah. No, I, I like that guy. I, I, I think the UFC is he. What card does he book for? Uh, it's. I think it's in March, right? It's either in March or it's the John Jones card. It's one of the upcoming pay per view. It's not the John. It's not the John Jones one because that's in February. Okay, I then it's, it's March. Yeah, I think it's the card they're trying to get um, Yoel and Izzy on. Sean O'Malley. Let me see what he's booked on. Yeah, but they should definitely put him at like the, you know, the main event of the prelims or kick off the prelims or something like that. So he's back at UFC 247. Now, is that the March card or is that John Jones? That's John Jones. Oh, wow. Fuck. So that's right around the corner. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a the Houston card. That's a yeah. damn good. That's a that's a good card. It's a really good card. You've got uh Valentina's fighting on that too, isn't she? Yep. Let me look at that card real quick. Let's see. So you got John Jones, Dom Reyes, that's a great fight. Um, Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chikugin, the blonde fighter. That's a great fight. Um, this is surely not in order. Juan Adams versus Justin Taffa. There's no way that's that's a fun fight at heavyweight, but that's not. I like that fight. Yeah, I think that that's got to be on the prelims, right? That's ahead of. Yeah. On this on the UFC site, that's ahead of uh, Black Beast and Alir Latifi. That's a fun fight, too. I like that fight, too. That's a great fight. Um, how about this one? Jimmy Rivera, Marlon Vera. Or, sorry, Jimmy Rivera and Marlon Vera. Yeah. That's a fucking awesome fight. That's awesome. Um, Sugar Shaw. It's not showing him on here. What the hell is going on here? Maybe the UFC is. Yeah, the UFC is not up to date. Yeah, they got Sean yeah. O'Malley here. So he'll be on the main card. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Uh, well, no, it's not on there. It's apparently moved to UFC 248. He said it was scrapped after O'Malley failed a USADA drug test again. So did something else pop up that we're missing? No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's so dumb. It's like... Look at him. He's not on steroids. I don't. I don't care what you say. He's six foot. He's like real skinny. He's not on steroids. Yeah. You want to talk about Ryan Hall? Yeah, I love watching Ryan Hall fights. He's the best. He's the best. Yeah, he trains up him. at uh, TriStar, right? Uh, he splits time there. He has his own gym too that he trains at. Um. I hate this call out by him, though. So he called out Frankie Edgar and Jose Aldo for fights. Yep. But the like, problem is, like, no one wants to fight him. So if he can get one of those legends to take that fight, why, why wouldn't he? I mean, he's already they, he's not. He already knocked off the goat, Artem Lobob, Gray Maynard <laughs> legend. 
BJ Penn should not have been fighting for the last 10 years, but legend. Darren Elkins, decision win. If he could add Jose Aldo or Frankie Edgar to that list, pretty fucking They're awesome. not going to fight him. Yeah. He's got to fight. Like I think I Frankie Edgar like, might. No. Oh, Frankie Edgar's fighting at 135 until he retires. Well... I mean, that would be a safe fight after Frankie Edgar just got knocked out. The worst he could do is get submitted by some funky guy that has amazing jiu-jitsu and very, very weird striking. I want to I see him fight Shane Burgos. That's the guy I want to see him fight. Ryan Hall? Yeah. What's Shane Burgos? He's in the top 10. He's like, I think he's, he's 13, I want to say. Uh-huh. I like Josh. What you said about Josh, Josh Emmett versus Arnold Allen is that? Uh, yeah, but Josh Emmett, card? Josh Emmett got pulled, got pulled today from. No, it's supposed to be this card, and it, Josh Emmett got pulled today. So Arnold Allen's fighting Nick Lentz on this card. I, it's either it might be next week actually. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's on this card. I think it's next week. What did Josh Emmett got hurt or something? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, um, I mean, for Ryan Hall, if he could get one of those fights and he beats one of those he guys. He deserves a, a top 15 guy. Yeah, at least. I mean, he beat Darren Elkins. Darren Elkins was what, probably 10 when they fought? Yeah. I mean, Darren yeah. Elkins had just made a run like into the top two or three when he was knocking those people out in those crazy fights. Darren Elkins is absolutely wild human being. <laughs> he he's like a zombie. Yeah, I, he he made a run. I mean, he he got up there, and then I think then he get knocked out. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Thug Rose. That was I was really excited about that. I think that's he, the number one contender fight. I. I mean, that was one of the most dominant first rounds I've ever saw was their last fight. I mean, Thug Rose looked incredible. Incredible. And, um, yeah, I mean, that that was a scary KO, that slam. I mean, that could have fucking killed her, paralyzed her. Yeah. That was, that was bad. I, I wouldn't have been shocked if she never fought again. And she seems like she's, you know, super, super emotional. And I think something like that would really get to her. Um, yeah, but I was super happy to see her coming back. I think I think that weight class, too, is about to get crazy. You got Joanna fighting so, yeah. Wailing Wei Zhang, and then, um, you know, Rose and Andrade running it back. And then I, I don't know if it's Macy Barber will hang around 115 or go to 125, but, yeah, there's a bunch of killers there, too. Yep. Completely agree with that. I uh, I hope Rose gets the win in this one because I I think she deserved to win, quite frankly. Um, and I I actually really want to see her fight Zhang. That's who I want to see Thug Rose fight. I kind of think um, I think what's gonna happen, I think uh, what's the Joanna's gonna go in there and and get a win, and then that's gonna be a gigantic trilogy. I think Rose is gonna just outclass. Jessica Andrade, 
in the striking department, she's just going to go in there and dominate her. And then, I don't know. I, I think something's different about Joanna right now. And this Weiling Zhang is, you know, she may be great, but I, in my eyes, she's just, I haven't seen enough of her, so I don't know enough about her. But I know what Joanna brings. I know what Rose brings. And I I think that, that could be a gigantic fight at the end of 2020. If we get a trilogy between Rose and and uh, Joanna and Joanna's the champ. Yeah, I love that fight. I, I love always that love fight. that fight. I mean, I, I love Rose. Rose is one of my favorite fighters. Um, and I, I don't think she has many more. I think she has two, maybe three more fights. And she's going to retire. I think she said multiple times she wants to retire before 30. And she's like 26, 27, something like that. Um, so, yeah, but I was I was actually shocked when I saw that she was coming back. I, I I would not have been surprised if she would have just walked away and, you know, she was champ. And I heard her say that in an interview that she had done everything she wanted to do. She was, you know, she became the best in the world and she didn't feel like she had anything else to prove. But obviously she does and she's coming back. So um, really, really excited about that. And that. That's on Khabib versus Tony, right? Yep, yep. That's shaping up to be a really good card as well. So do we think that's going to be the co-main event? Or is that what it is? I think I think right now, but I don't think they've announced that whole card. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck. Those two fights alone are better than this card this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into that. So Connor, Connor and Jorge. Uh-huh. What do you think about that? I think that's the biggest fight you can make. Right now, I mean if if Connor can get past Cowboy, I think that's the biggest fight you can make. That's the most marketable fight. Um you know, that's going to stir Nate Diaz back up. Nate Diaz is going to come out and say, you know, hey, I got fucked in that fight. I want to run it back. So hopefully that'll get him motivated. Then he starts getting stirred up. Then his brother comes back. And 2020 is going to get crazy. So here's my question to you. Is that fight for a title? Um, I, I think George Masvidal at the moment is on another level. I, I don't know what the betting odds would be against him or him versus Usman or him versus Colby, but I think he knocks both of them out. I mean, he's he's. Do you probably... think is he going to fight for the? Is George going to fight for the title before he fights Connor? I don't know why they're not booking that fight. The I title think, fight. Yeah, I think I think George is just waiting. I think if he gets a call out from Connor, he fights Connor straight away. If not, if Connor goes a different direction and calls out Khabib or calls out Justin Gaethje calls out Nate, I mean, which he won't, but if he it's really between I think right now I, I just don't see Connor calling out Usman, do you? No. No. Yeah. yeah I don't I, think I don't think Connor wants to fight a wrestler. He no, called I, him didn't he call him a jock sniffer at the uh yeah, at press, the press conference? conference? Yeah. Which is kind of you know, goes hand in hand with what Mosvidov and Nate were saying on the lead up to you know, the bad motherfucker belt is that, hey, you know, 
real fighters aren't jocks, jock sniffers. They're not going to go in there and try to hug your leg for five rounds. They're going to go in there and fight. And that's how the bad motherfucker belt was born. So, yeah. And, I mean, Usman's not a big enough name to fight Connor. I don't. He he may be a great champion. He may go on on a gigantic streak at welterweight, but he's not a name. He's not a draw at all. I would be very interested to see what him and Colby did, but I I wouldn't say it was better better numbers in the BMF championship, and it's definitely not going to be better numbers in Connor's return. Yeah, I'm. The more I think about this, the more I think if Connor if Connor wins Saturday, he's calling out Jorge, and that fight happens in July. Would be my guess. Um, yeah, I mean, you got Tony Khabib in April, you know, April, May, June, July. And then, yeah, yeah, I think maybe earlier. I mean, Connor said he maybe wants to earlier. three times. So, you know, May, April, May, maybe if that was the co-main event for Tony Khabib, which Connor's not going to be a co-main event ever, but that would be fucking gigantic. Put those two guys on there. It's they're not going to co-main Tony Khabib with Jorge against Connor because, like you yeah. said, it's the most marketable fight. Yeah, no, I think no, they're no. going to do it in July. Is that International Fight Week? International Fight Week would be my guess. Well, and then you look at the timeline. I mean, that's perfect time for John Jones versus Francis. Can you imagine that? Right. A Connor and a John Jones card, and then you throw Amanda Nunes on there. Boom. Or or. Or Adesanya, I think that would be good timing for Adesanya. Yeah. As well, so. Yeah, but um, I mean, he's, they're targeting March, right, for that, the Yoel Romero fight? March 7th. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's just going to get wild, but it all kind of revolves on this weekend. That's why this weekend is yeah. so important, because this weekend's basically going to set up the rest of the year. And gigantic fights. But if I'm Connor, but okay, if I had to pick between Justin Gaethje and George Mazadov, I go George Mazadov, hundred percent. Yep, cash it in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gaethje, so where does that leave Gaethje? Gaethje's out in the cold, I think. See, I think Gaethje is going to fight for... I think he's going to fight for the lightweight title. That's what I... I I think that's his next fight. Yeah, I think he's got to be next in line. I think Connor knows this deep down. I think he knows that Khabib's not giving him a crack off. He's not giving him a shot at the title after a win over Cowboy Cerrone. It's just... It's not going to happen. Yeah. So So I think... I think what happens is... I think Connor wins this weekend... I think he calls out George Masvidal. I think they're going to fight in July. I think Khabib and Tony are going to fight in April. And the winner is going to fight Justin Gaethje maybe sometime in August or September. Yeah, and then I think December, you get Conor McGregor for the lightweight title against whoever's there. Assuming that he beats George Masvidal. If he loses to George Masvidal, I think he ends up fighting Nate Diaz in the trilogy. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then... You want to move on to Nate and Nick Diaz? Yeah, sure. So so Poirier is out here calling out the whole Diaz army, wants Nick versus Jorge and him versus Nate on the same card. Um, I love Dustin versus Nate Diaz. I love that fight. 
I will watch that fight at any weight, at any time, at any location, whether it's a pay-per-view or a fight night. I don't care. I'll watch that fight. I never, ever, ever want to see Nick Diaz step into the octagon for a competitive fist fight ever again. I honestly think I was thinking about this today and okay. Say, say George Masvidal decides to go the title route. He goes and fights Usman. Connor beats. This is going to sound crazy. Connor beats cowboy. I guarantee you Connor could sell a fight with Nick Diaz in Texas stadium and sell that motherfucker out. Promise you he could do that. And it's another, I mean, very, very favorable matchup for Connor out outside of his other options. But I, he's I not going to fight Nick. He'll fight get, Nate in Cowboys Stadium. I guarantee he could fight. Well, I think the Nick one is fresh. If Nick really wants to come back, there's a storyline there. Connor beat his little brother. That's Nick's whole thing. That was his thing on coming back against Jorge. Is Nick's the big brother. He's the original bad motherfucker. He's one of the best fighters of all time. If he's serious about coming back and him and Connor, can you imagine the lead up to him and Connor? Nick Diaz and Connor. Nick Diaz is a, I don't know how he is now, but in his prime, he's much more of a draw than Nate Diaz. Nick Diaz not coming back, Parker. I'm sorry, man. I can't entertain this. You I'll saw bet, the interview with Ariel, bet, man. It was bad. It was bad. I bet you $100 they book him a fight in the UFC or in Zufa Boxing by the end of 2020. You're on. You're on. Okay. You got this recorded? I hope you're, yeah. I hope the record button's on. We're recording. We're, we're 35 minutes into our second podcast of the night. I'm telling you, All Nick right. Diaz is going to make a comeback. I know... I think he was just fucked up on that interview. I honestly do. He's not coming back, man. That, I, I'm not entertaining this. I'm not entertaining this. This is foolishness. I don't know. I, I have it in my head. I think he's going to come back. And I, I love the idea about Dustin versus Nate, Jorge, Jorge versus Nick. But I think Jorge Masvidal kills Nick Diaz right now. I don't know. I don't know. I just think Nick Diaz is going to insert himself back in. He's got one, one, maybe two more good years in him. And there's going to be so much money to be made in 2020 that I think the UFC is just going to get over all their issues with the Diaz brothers and try to get a couple more good years out of them. Because either one of those guys fighting George Masvidal, fighting Connor, I mean, it's gigantic fights. Dustin Poirier, gigantic fights. I think you're crazy, man. I'm I not think crazy. you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm telling you the Diaz brothers are going to have one, if not two fights this year. Nate's going to, Nate is not going to stay quiet while Connor runs the show. He's not going to let George run the show either. Oh. They're going to start. I guarantee you after this weekend, when we figure out what Connor McGregor's doing, the Diaz brothers start pushing to get some steam going and get a fight going hundred percent. All right. So your, your bold prediction. And then we got to We got to wrap this up because we're getting, this is getting out of control for me. <laughs> the, your prediction is Connor wins. He calls out George. 
the Diaz brothers basically get jealous and start trying to stir some shit. And all of a sudden we got Connor versus Nick Diaz in Cowboys Stadium by the end of 2020. I think Connor versus Nick Diaz or George Masvidal versus Nick Diaz by the end of 2020. I think I think Dustin's going to fight Nate at some stage. I think that's a gigantic fight. It was booked before. I don't disagree there. I yeah, don't disagree with that. And, and I, like you said, I think Justin Gaethje is going to hold out for that title. Dustin just lost to Khabib. So if Khabib wins, there's no clear cut straight back to the title. His options would be Cowboy, Dan Hooker, Paul Felder. Depending on what Kevin Lee does, maybe Kevin Lee, but Nate Diaz is a bigger fight than all those guys combined. I agree. I agree. Let's end it there, man. I'm all pumped. Right. I- I'm so jacked up on on thinking about this fight going down on Saturday. Stockton, motherfucker. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll be giving live action from Vegas on the streets with the crazy-ass Irish live footage in the show. Hopefully I can get right, some uh, foggy do video. I'll probably have the chills, but I'll try to keep my GoPro steady when the foggy do's going. So, all right, let's do it. Back to back episode. Brock Weaver. We'll catch you in episode 21. Make it all happen. Right. See you Park. All right. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And visit Parker Keen's MMA show.podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.